The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Colts Army. That's right. You're now Colts Army. Uh, we live in Bill's Mafia land. You guys are now Colts Army. This is Colts fans in Bill's land, the podcast. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and alongside with me every single week, my good friend, Brandon Rogers. Brandon, how are you, my friend? Uh, I'm not doing too bad. You know, I'd be a lot better if the, the Colts are playing this Sunday, but I'll take what I can get. Yeah. How about you, Matt? How you doing? I'm good. I'm in good spirits. I was really hoping that, you know, I was really rooting for Baltimore last night, but, uh, or this, this past weekend, by the time this episode drops, but you know, <laughs> the bills, you know, <laughs> the bill, honestly, I, I want them to, I want them to get to the AFC conference game. I want their confidence at an all time high. So Patrick Mahomes can come down there and just <laughs> get in that butthole. All right. <laughs> Clap them cheeks. No, we'll Clap see. Them cheeks all day long. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, we're when this episode drops, we could be talking about Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, and Kareem Hunt clapping some cheeks. You never know. God, I hear. Could you imagine a Browns Bills AFC conference game? Like, could you would, imagine that championship game? The world would explode. Like Lake Erie would just blow up. That's it. God, man, I don't know. No. Mahomes, your only is, hope. <laughs> <laughs> this is the epitome of 2020, oh man. This is the pit where it's a Bills where land. We're just living in it, I guess. Um, <laughs> we have a lot to talk about today, everybody. Uh, we might have lied to you a little bit last week, just a teeny tiny bit, and it's only our second episode, so get um, used to it. Get used to it. <laughs> We're in Bills land. Well, you know, what do you want us to do? What do you want us to do? You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we did say we're going to talk about a lot of the free agents, a lot of the pending free agents that are coming into this offseason. And we did say we're going to talk about that, but I think there's one thing that really needs to be addressed. And I, I see a lot of other fellow Colts podcasters talking about it this week. Um, and it is the, the quarterback situation. Who's going to be the quarterback heading into, um, Heading into 2021, there's a lot of questions, and we have a we had a wonderful press conference that uh, unveiled a lot of it. And we're actually going to start off with that today because there's been a lot of news, a lot of cold news in a week. Our episode dropped the day after we recorded it before, but our our episode dropped the day after. Ten uh, year tackle. Anthony Costanzo uh, retires from the National Football League. A uh, we kind of seen it coming, unfortunately. But he, dude gave his lit, he gave his body, and uh, and a lot of sweat for the Indianapolis Colts. And unfortunately, we could not win the big one for him. But um, pretty wild, 
pretty wild 10 year vet. You know, we all know how hard it is to, to be a lineman. You don't get a whole lot of love in the NFL and it's a very physical demanding position. I think 10 years for, you know, I, I think 10 years is a, is a, is a very respectable run for uh very, for I mean, I think he was considered one of the top tackles in the league since I think he, he debuted his rookie year. He started yeah. off strong and, you know, it just, it stinks because I think he, he had a little bit more to give uh, yeah. his body kind of just gave out on him, but he never made a pro bowl. And that's just blasphemy to me. I know he played alongside, uh, well, you know, during the era of Joe Thomas, who <laughs> kind of you know, hogged all the pro bowl <laughs> spots for himself. Yeah. But I, I think you know, Kaz at least needed one Pro Bowl. He he was fantastic, and I think we're going to miss him a lot. No, for for certain. I mean, th- there's we've seen it all year long, right? Every time Costanza was out, uh, had an injury, had something going on, and they bring up the record. Oh, the Colts record with and without Anthony Costanzo, and with pretty good, without not, not so good, so good, not <laughs> so good at all. So. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people did, you know, maybe he did have more to give uh, and maybe if he didn't have to have surgery, we might not be talking about this right now, but you know, he still did have one more year on a contract, but there are pros and cons. This, of course, Costanzo, he deserves, you know, we're very happy for him to, 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 oh, for to sure. retire uh, on his own term. I, I would say maybe on his own terms, you know, like, like you said, we probably yeah. have more to give, but he's like, you know what? I'm, I'm happy. And he said that. And, uh, you know, I know that he, he kind of spoke with, you know, Jack Miller, who, who retired younger, uh, Andrew Locke, he talked to as well, and he saw how happy those guys were. And, you know, he, he could walk, he, he's healthy, he's happy, he's at peace, which is the biggest thing. And, you know, we want to be selfish as football fans and say, oh, come on, give us some more. But, you know, he gave us what he could. And I'm just thrilled that he was a cult for as long as he was. For sure. A lifelong one at that. Uh, somebody, I can't remember exactly who, and if you're listening, I apologize, but somebody uh, on Twitter brought up this interesting point that Costanzo was, was brought in to, to meant to be, uh, you know, a, a lineman to protect Peyton Manning for, you know, he had, who Peyton, who had signed a six year contract around the time of his hiring. It might've been a couple years after that, but he was meant to be the one to protect Peyton Manning. It was supposed to be his left tackle. Um, Obviously, I don't think it, w- it wouldn't have lasted. That wouldn't have lasted till 2020. But what a quarterback carousel um, that he's had to deal I mean, with there. Hey, hey, he, he got the block for Curtis Painter. Okay. All right. Put some respect on Painter's name. Curtis Painter. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, don't, don't. That's no, don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just don't. Don't go there, man. Uh, he did. I think he did have a year with Peyton Manning. I think he did. Maybe not. No, he didn't. No, I think that was the year that, yeah, Peyton hurt was, his was hurt. That's right. Yep. So yep. Curtis Painter, Kerry Collins, um, Dan Orlovsky, Scott Tolzien. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Uh, who's Matt Clipboard Hasselbeck, Jesus? Uh, Clipboard Jesus. Charlie Whitehurst. Oh, the guy with the hair. There Charlie we go. Whitehurst. Yep. <laughs> Charlie Whitehurst. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. Quite the quarterback carousel. Wow. Quite the quarterback carousel. Uh, that he's had to deal with here, and and again, it's like, man, it's a shame. It, it, it truly is a shame. You know, Jeff Saturday has a Super Bowl and all that, and he's obviously one of the best linemen. Uh, he is the best lineman in Colts history, but uh, I think Costanzo at this point in time could be considered maybe the second best. And it's, uh, I mean, yeah. give it a couple of years. You know, we all know who's gunning for that number one spot. But probably, you're probably right. 
Uh, big Q. Big Q. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Big Q. Love me love some Big me Q. Some big Q. But yeah, so Costanzo is retired, which is, uh, you know, which is, it is what it is. Um, happy for him, naturally. The pros that do come out of this, of course, are, uh, you know, we, we freed up a lot of room in cap space in a year, which, you know, we have the third most, Indianapolis has the third most cap space, but, um, but I still feel like it's, there's not enough play around room. I f- it's definitely a lot tighter than it has been in recent years. Uh, with Costanza's retirement, I think it tacked on. I think it tacked on an extra sixteen. 16. Yeah, yep. so we're probably sitting at about seventy-six mil right now, maybe a Ooh. little bit more than that, which ain't too. But it shabby. doesn't feel like it, right? It feels a little like uh, we're, we got some deep uh, pockets start filling up in the next year or two. So we, we see those contracts coming up. Ugh, yeah. Man. We definitely do, and that's going to come into our quarterback talk in just you know in just a moment here. But we were also graced this past week with Chris Ballard's season-ending uh, press conference, which went on for an hour, and you know, it was very very transparent. You know, I think I, I appreciate that of Chris Ballard. We talked a little bit about that before. I you know, we've been in Buffalo, all of, in the Buffalo area, Western New York, Bills Land, as we as our podcast is called, for all of our lives, and we don't get transparent press conferences like that often uh maybe brandon beans a little bit more open may than previous regimes maybe not uh but even like i listened to the chicago one this week with their uh their gm ryan pace i think it is and he just talked in circles and circles he he talked a lot but did not give like any answers for chicago fans whereas chris ballard is like a breath of fresh air people are like Man, wish that Ballard was our GM, and that was that was almost a thing too. By the because he was he's actually a big Bears fan, ironically enough. It, it's insane because you know we we went from Grigson who you know hated the media and, and wouldn't talk to to analysts or, or reporters at all to to Ballard who literally lays it all on the line. And I'm kind of hoping that players see that and see that hey, I want to go play for that GM because he's not gonna you know blow smoke up my butt. He, he's going to be honest, and it's so refreshing and in this time of, you know, people trying to hold their cards close to the vest and smoke and mirrors. And I really hope that, you know, just his transparency and openness and honesty kind of helps bring some big players to Indy because they see, Hey, this is a guy that I can trust. And I know that they're going to treat me well. No, most certainly so. And uh, yeah, the, he, he does. He, you know, he, it started off, of course, the questions flying about, excuse me, quarterback, Philip Rivers, and whether or not he'll be uh, returning next year, of course, he left that. That's all open. Um, it is still on the table. We're not 100% certain. He's not 100% certain what's going on. But they're going to speak in about a month, that, that they said. And Philip is going to do some time to think. He said he's not 100% sure. Uh, Ballard also said that, you know, if you want to come back, we got to go through our process. But it'd be nice to know, you know, whether or not you want to come back for this this thing. So, and that's so cool too because so many other GMs are like, yeah, well, you know, we're gonna try and work out with Philip, but uh, you know, uh, it's gonna see if it's on him or we'll we'll, we'll reevaluate. No, they put the no, pressure on. Yeah, they put the pressure on the players a little bit. Exactly. And Bell's like, no, you know, we have to go through our process, and this is what we're gonna do. We'll get there. So yeah. I love it. I absolutely okay. love it. I do too. Because like earlier this year, when Dak Prescott got hurt, and Jerry Jones put out a statement or his son or something like that that. You know, there's a whole contract fiasco where he was, you know, he, he got franchise tagged or he was getting it. And, uh, and Jerry Jones was like, yeah, Dak is very much in our future plans. It almost 
but if Dak refuses it, he publicly looks like the jerk, kind of, exactly. to the Dallas fans. And I thought Balor was very, very tra- – like, I thought it was, it was nice to hear that. You know, you know, Phil, 39 years old, we get it. Take a month, think about it. You know, and then we got, you know, then we got to get to work and, and try to try to, you know, open this thing up. But a lot of GMs, yeah, they wouldn't have get, get went to detail. They wouldn't have been like, yeah, I went and talked to him for however long yesterday. And and this, this, this happened and, and like a, a full breakdown. Like I can imagine the conversation between the yeah. two. It was very visually and in, in audio, you know, audio Lee. That's not a phrase. That's not a word, um, but descriptive. We'll make it a word. We'll make it. A word. Yeah. <laughs> Well, which, you know, again, that's for that's probably the biggest question going into 2021. And I feel good about what Ballard had to say. I do. It almost it it's nice down. being so confident. Yeah, 100 yeah. percent. Yeah, you, you feel secure and you know that he's going to make the, the right move. And he's never like the, uh, the the statement with him saying, hey, you know what? I know everyone in Indy wants me to draft a quarterback, but, you know, that could be the last move I make. If it's the wrong move, I'm not yeah. going to make the wrong move. You yeah. know, if I can draft a quarterback, I will. But if it's not the right guy, it's going to set this franchise back so much. Why do that? And it's it's tremendously true. You know, uh, doing my stuff with Bill's Wire over the last couple of years, I talked to a guy who trained. Uh, he's he's the trainer, draft, uh, you know, draft combine trainer and a good friend of uh, Bill's rookie wide receiver, Gabriel Davis and running back Zach Moss. And, you know, he obviously felt slighted a little bit that Davis was drafted a little bit later on. And, and I can understand, especially with some of his production this year. But he made a comment about how GMs usually drafts safely, like they draft to public opinion. And it usually ends up co- it, nine, more, more often than not, it ends up costing them longevity and, and their jobs in the long run. You know, uh, draft day, the movie is a perfect example of that. Right. Uh, the, the Seahawks guy. The, the, the pancake-eating mother, Pudger. Uh, you know, he, he drafted Bo, Bo Callahan was the guy. He drafted him under peer because he was the guy. He was the guy who was going to change everything. Peer pressure, they draft him. He's getting he's getting cheered on, and then Bo Callahan doesn't turn out. You know, he doesn't pan out. And obviously, that's a movie, but this is something that happens more oh, often okay. than not. You know, we, we've, we've seen it. Uh, you know, just those picks just not panning out. And Ballard, Ballard's had a significant track record over the last couple of years, so I'm very, very grateful for that. And and people need to know that you know it's it, this isn't this. There's names in this upcoming draft class, but this isn't like 2018, right? You know, and especially where the Colts are picking right now. It, even though the top three, even though I I feel like it's really Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and some other top tier talent. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much yeah. some guys with names and stuff, but I, I just I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see it. You know, it, this might be one of the better quarterback classes in a while, but that still doesn't mean that it's a very good quarterback class. Yo, you're right. You know, just because there are a lot of quarterbacks coming out doesn't mean that there are a lot of good quarterbacks coming out. So many times people will stretch and reach because, hey, you know, uh, my base is saying, hey, I need to get a quarterback. This guy's good. He's there. Let me get him. And you can literally just put your franchise in purgatory by going for the wrong guy. And I don't think Ballard's going to do that. I mean, he said he's not going to do that. And I trust him. So, you know, we all may want a nice young uh, quarterback, but if it's on the cards, like don't reach, you're just going to shoot yourself in the foot. Correct. And that, that's something that I, that's really bothered me on, uh, on, on Colts Facebook. I've been, I'm part of a few groups, Colts, Twitter, 
And everyone's just like, we got to get him this year. We got to get him this year. It's like, yeah, but how much are you willing to give up, you know, uh, for, and like I said, it's to me, it's Fields and Lawrence, one and two. And honestly, Fields with Urban Meyer getting signed down to Jacksonville, uh, I don't think it's too far-fetched that, that Fields might be the number one overall because Urban Meyer recruited him to Ohio State. It honestly would not surprise me. I I don't see that happening. I, okay. I think he would just get lambasted already. You know, everyone says Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence. Urban Meyer comes out and says, oh, no, I want to go with my guy Fields. The Jaguars are going to turn on him before he even, you know, coaches again. <laughs> That's it's probably going true. to be Lawrence. <laughs> that, that's probably true. I'm just trying to add a little, little, uh, little suspense. We need some drama. We need some drama. Yeah. You know, you know, like, oh, we'll get there. Like Trust the Colts me, knew they were going to take Andrew Luck, but if I'm like, oh, maybe they should have took an RG3 guy, you know, hey, clicks, <laughs> clicks. That's what that's sports it. talk is all about. Clicks. <laughs> Everything for the clicks. <laughs> <laughs> Everything for the clicks. So, so he also, you know, Amongst, you know, that stuff, the draft talk, you know, we, we got to learn a little bit about what the team thinks about Jacob Eason. All right. Jacob Eason is somebody who a lot of people feel should be uh, should be just given the keys to the kingdom this year. And, and I highly disagree with that. And I think Ballard, uh, you know, I shouldn't say Ballard is on the same page as I. It should be I am on the same page as Ballard where they have just haven't seen enough of it. They just haven't seen enough of him yet. And that's fine. That's OK. He's a project. I'm okay with, with Jacob Eason sitting back one more year. All right. Behind a proven veteran. And Absolutely. then if they like what they Wait got with out. Them, we, yes. If they like what they got well, with them, go all in on them next year. Exactly. I mean, it hey, it helps, you know, Aaron Rodgers get some seasoning behind Brett Favre. You know, yeah. if the guy's not ready, don't throw him on in. We're talking about a fourth round draft pick here. You know, uh coming in, he has a big arm. He doesn't look great under pressure. And we didn't have a preseason to watch and evaluate him. You know, this whole COVID thing kind of screwed everything on up. So we couldn't see how he is in game time. We, we can't see how he is, but, you know, we're taking live routes. So why not get somebody else, take over this year, see what we've got in him. Maybe, hopefully there's a preseason. You know, maybe we can get some, some snaps and some, like, you know, garbage time. But if he wasn't good enough to, you know, back up Philip Rivers and beat out Jacoby for the backup job, what makes you think he's good enough to start next year? It doesn't make sense to me. Especially with with this with this team that we have. It's a very exp- – oh, it's a relatively expensive team that's going to be much more expensive after next season. All right? Quentin Nelson, Darius Leonard are all due for major upgrades. That leaves very little room to find a – you know, to be able to make a move like Chris Ballard has the opportunity to this year. And we'll get further into that in a moment. But, um, it, you know, it, you almost want that vet guy who's going to help this team win now. You have to win now before you start paying people. And all that cap space that Ballard has been, you know, doing just wonders with. Uh, it, before it all goes to naught, you know, if they don't get a Super Bowl next year, I think this team could be in long-term trouble. I really do. Um, so I feel like you have to, like, just to bank on a guy that, nobody's ever seen before i mean they've seen him in college but how many college guys come to the pros and just just don't pan out you know all that, of them. <laughs> a lot of them you're right i mean a yeah. lot of them don't pan out especially fourth round picks you know, <laughs> you know it's not a knock on easton he fell for a reason he was one of the more highly touted you know quarterbacks of this past draft he was like a but he just he fell to the fourth round for a reason so we're gonna keep developing him i just don't feel comfortable with a guy that we i've never seen before Obviously, their coaching staff knows a lot more than us, but 
I think Ballard laid it out to everybody. And if you're still asking for Eason to, to, to be QB one at this point, that is such a, a huge risk with this team. Yep. A huge I mean, risk. You don't give a, you know, a 16 year old who just got his driver's license, the keys to Lambo. No. Okay. You don't do it. So he, he does not deserve to be QB one at this time. He hasn't showed anything. He, he we have so much potential on this team. We are so good. We're so close to getting where we need to be. And you're going to regress by so much if you say, hey, kid, here you go. You're QB1 now. Yeah. I mean, he he, he doesn't know. He doesn't know NFL game speed. Oh. And it's very rare for a, for a quarterback to just kind of come in and be the starter and instantly and thrive. Like, it takes time. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at Buffalo's own Josh Allen. Yeah. You know, they brought him go. in. He had glimmers of hope, but I mean, a team that went nine. He and was seven garbage. The- <laughs> he was garbage. Year one, year two. He <laughs> was absolute hot trash. He couldn't <laughs> hit a screen. He was overthrowing everybody. I mean, he was garbage. He was trash. Everyone said it. Everyone knew it. We don't know what the hell happened. Year three. <laughs> Dable must be some kind of rocket scientist. Oh, here I go. My emotions get better. Than me. But he was garbage until this year. And he's playing phenomenally don't know what happened i don't know what horseshoe he has stuck up his ass but he's doing great so props to him this isn't gonna be a, a josh allen for for jacob eason he's just he's not there yet so we're gonna bring him along slowly and take our time yeah no for sure i mean carson wentz another one who started his first year won three or four games maybe and it and but he definitely lacked some veteran stuff peyton manning first overall yeah. pick in 98 came into the league and while this team is much better than that one, uh, three and 13 squad playoffs, playoffs, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, you know, there's, there's that sort of thing. So uh, there's a lot that, that goes hand in hand with this, but I just, but you're right. The, the keys to the Lamborghini as at 16 is probably the perfect analogy for it. And, you know, I don't know what it is with football fans. I think we all, we're very emotional. There's a lot of emotional fans, but when you take a step back, when you rationally think of this thing, you know, how could you be like, yeah, put Easton out there. That's our guy. I feel like if we put Easton out there, we miss the postseason. I do. Absolutely. He's not yep. a Mahomes. He's not a Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, we all, we all know Mahomes, you know, insane, <laughs> insane story. That was like one of the biggest risks I've ever seen. And Andy Reid, of all people, to move on from Alex Smith, who's a safe but good quarterback, to go on to Patrick Mahomes. He's a Pro Bowl that year, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's I don't I just don't see it happening with, with Jacob Easton. Um, there were a couple other things with Chris Ballard's press conference that I wanted to talk about. Uh, of course, Marlon Mack being one of them. Yeah. Uh, love us some Marlon Mack. He's been the backup in – he's he, well, not just been the backup, but he's been in Indianapolis for a few years since the Frank Gore – I think it was the second Frank Gore year. I could be wrong. He was either 2016 the third Frank Gore. You are right. I think it was 2017. Uh, and he came along. He came along strong. He developed properly, and it became one of the better backs, more probably the more underrated backs in the National Football League. We all know that his contract is coming up this upcoming season. Uh, Ballard said had very high praise for Marlon Mack, and rightfully so. He, he guy's great. And, fantastic. you know, a, a fantastic player, leader, professional, yeah, yep. in and out of the locker room. Fantastic. He I mean, when I read the, the, the quote about, you know, what Chris Ballard and Max interaction was after they drafted Jonathan Taylor, 
about, hey, he's like, hey, that's fine. Let's go win us a chip. Or something along, along the lines of that. That's like, okay, that's the kind of guy I want in my locker room. That's 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 the kind of guy I can get behind. There's a lot of guys who freeze up when they hire younger guys to take their spots or potentially take their spots. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Mac was just like, yo, come on, let's do this thing. And I, I, he, I think he said it best. Like, my heart was broken for, for Marlon Mack. The first game of the season, you tear your ACL and a very promising, you know, in a very promising season at that. It stinks, but the jury is out. This is all going to be about what Mac wants. Mac is probably going to want a higher contract uh, than the culture willing to offer. So there's a legitimate possibility that, you know, Mac could be walking. He, I think Ballard here, it, it was, I think it was pretty transparent without blatantly saying that, hey, Mac could be kind of going on his way uh, this year, which is unfortunate. It is, but, you know, you, you see what two backs we have now uh, with Hines and, um, and Taylor, of course, and you see Mac. Mac was fantastic. You know, he's been in the, I think he's been in the building every day, even since the, the Achilles there and helping you know, the kids out. To help Taylor. Yep. Yep. Helping the guys out. Oh, he's been just fantastic. But when it comes down to it, it's a business and, you know, Mac's going to want some high, Mike's want a little bit more than we're willing to pay for a guy coming off such a significant injury, especially with the two young guys that we've got, uh, knowing that this is probably Jonathan Taylor's team now. We, we can't afford to pay Mac what he wants if he's not going to be the lead back. And right. It sucks. But no, I, it's, I 100% agree with Ballard. It's time to cut bait if Mac wants more money than we're willing to give him. Correct. Correct. No, I, I agree. And I hope that Mac is interested in a team friendly deal because ACL injuries are hard to recover. You know, they're hard to recover from as a running back. Uh, you know, it's happened, but not so often. And, and I'd be curious as to what team would be willing to pay. You know, um, would be willing to pay from. I hope the best for him. If, if this is the last time we're seeing him, I hope for the best. For Marlon Mack, I think he's you know done a tremendous job and and a lot of what ifs this year if he if he had uh, stayed healthy a lot of what ifs. Oh my goodness, yeah, absolutely. So um, those are like the big uh, talking points. Was there anything else you wanted to add? I might be over. Uh, automatically sounds like uh, Anthony Walker's probably out of town too. Yes, you know, yes, it, yes, yes. He said it without he, saying it. Yep, saying hey, you know, he wants more playing time. Bobby Okereke has to pass him at this point. We all see that. Walker, great leader again. You know, the, the way that we draft, we draft such great men, outstanding NFL character guys. And I think that's huge for our locker room. But it also stinks because we're going to lose some of these guys. And it's the uh, hardest. Walker yeah. is, it's the hardest part for sure. I just think that he he deserves more playing time. Unfortunately, we have a guy in Bobby Okariki that is, is just playing better than he is at this moment. I, yeah, I certainly agree. Uh, yeah, the, the, the business side of the NFL is, is, is it's rough, but yeah, it is, it is business. Yeah. Ballard was very complimentary of him. He said, he'll probably be, if he wants to be, he could be a head coach someday. And I think that's, you know, coming from Chris Ballard, I think that's a huge, you know, uh, vow of endearment. I I think in, 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 in a supporting fashion, but, uh, yeah, Walker's probably probably going to walk. Nothing's been made official yet, but there's the way it sounds. Yeah, he's probably writing's on the wall again. Yeah. Bell being so transparent and open and honest, I think that's awesome. He's not giving these guys false hope. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna try and work something on out. We'll see what happens. Like, no, he's letting me know. Hey, look, we, we would love to, but it doesn't sound like it's in the cards. Right. So uh, those are just a couple of the freezing things that were. You know, we didn't get too much dirt on the Ty situation. Uh, Xavier Rhodes, we didn't get too much on that. There's a couple other situations where we haven't heard too much on, and we're going to let those 
we're going to let those simmer and kind of get a week to, to develop and maybe something comes of it. And, but that will be the focus of next week's episode. But uh, was there anything else that you wanted to add from that press conference that really stood out to you? Um, no, I think uh, we hit all the main spots that we needed to. I, I concur. So let's move on to, Oh, and real quick to uh, congratulations, former head coach, Chuck Pagano on his retirement as yes, well. Yes. I feel like <laughs> I don't want to forget that, you know, he led us through a very dark period of time. Uh, I didn't hate his passion and energy, but you know, keep when, on chopping that wood, Chuck, keep on chopping <laughs> that wood. He's uh, when he retired, Costanza retired. Then of course, Andrew Luck retired last year. I got like the force ghost feeling from return of the Jedi with like Obi-Wan, <laughs> Anakin and Yoda all just watching Luke Skywalker, like, and Luke's like on the tree. Like, I felt like that's what was going on. <laughs> with that. I really oh, did. No. <laughs> like talk about an end of an era, man. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. It's so much just promise and you got nothing out of that. And it hurts so bad. Yeah. Three year void. There was like a three year void, two or three year void where I was just like, yo, it hurts. Football yeah. Sucks. It, was, it was three Football years. Sucks. 2015, yeah. 2016, 2017. I was like, it hurts to be a Colts fan, but we love them. We love them regardless. We're still going to the, we, we still went to the games, still got, despite getting embarrassed and still went to this, I still went to the snowball game. I paid extra money for it. Uh, I, I bought, I bought the ticket, the snowball game in 2017. I bought those tickets at the top of the season when everybody thought Andrew oh Luck was coming back. God, I paid $150 for two tickets, maybe even a little bit more to sit in the cold. <laughs> they were giving tickets away to that game. I know. And I, I got to the game and I seen tickets were going for like $15. I'm just like, God hates me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a religious person by any means, but he hates me. I paid I I paid one hundred twenty dollars over the market value for these right uh, back in September. So, but I still to went. sit in freezing cold, snow coming down. Can't even see half the game. <laughs> Honestly, though, it was the nicest Bills fans have ever been. So it was the nicest. I did not get one snowball whipped at me. I did not get beer. It was it was so harmonious. Everybody was just kind of sitting there watching this game, and it was it was something special. It was cool, but. Um, yeah, let's move on to this quarterback situation because obviously that's I think that's it's the sexy position, right? Everybody loves quarterbacks. Everybody wants uh, wants to know who the quarterback is because the quarterback Chicks I think is dig the long ball. They, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they most certainly do. Uh, quarterbacks dict, dictate I think a lot of hope and teams teams sell season tickets and tickets to their games by selling hope. Uh, and we have a very puzzling situation at quarterback another potential uh quarterback carousel which i'm not looking forward to uh that's probably going to be the biggest thing is i i'm tired of the quarterback carousel i'm tired uh we haven't had a starter uh a starting quarterback start two straight seasons since the 2014 you know 2014 to 2015 god that hurts (laughs) well i mean technically no that's wrong Luck did start 2015 and he did start 2016, but even still, that feels like a long time ago. He did half. Yeah, he did half. He was hurt. Scott Tolzien backed him up a lot, but it's been a long time since we've had, you know, back to back. Well, I mean, we're, we were, you know, we've been kind of, you know, lucky to have, you know, Luck and Peyton and, we, we get it. We're maybe a little selfish and <laughs> we're spoiled we're, in that sense. We're, we're definitely spoiled. We're definitely a little spoiled, 
So that's like that's something that I want like addressed this year. Whether it's you know whether it is Philip Rivers coming back and not retiring and playing one more year, or hey, if we're going to go trade for a guy, that he's the guy for a couple years. Yeah. All right, it's I mean it's you got to imagine how difficult it is for wide receivers to you know it, it changes. It, I mean it happens more often than not. Larry Fitzgerald, you know DeAndre Hopkins, those are guys who've who've you know, thrived with quarterback carousel somehow, some way, but I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't, but you know, it, we haven't had a, a thousand yard receiver in seemingly forever yeah. <laughs> for Indianapolis. So yeah. I think the quarterback yeah. carousel has a lot to do with that. You know, it, we just need stability. That's all I'm hoping for. Just stability to be able to go into the next season. All right. That's what we're doing. You know, this is the kind of promise we have with this guy. We've got this floor and this ceiling. So we kind of have an, a general idea, you know, the luck era was just so much turmoil after he started getting hurt and, you know, then Jacoby coming on in and, oh, no, luck's back. And then wait, nope, now he's gone again. Like, it's yeah. just, and then we thought Jacoby was going to be the guy and turned out Jacoby wasn't the guy. And now we got Phil Rivers who comes in, plays great, but heck, he's 39, going to be 40 next year. Is he going to, he's not the long-term solution. So, I mean, let's find that long-term solution. I, 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 I agree. I agree. Whether it's, it is, whether it is Jacob Eason's, you know, they're like, okay, we're ready to go all in on him next season, uh, you know, and get him prepared to be QB one for 2022. Yeah. Well, let's get that. that ball rolling this year. What having him back up, you know, uh, a Phil Rivers, if he decides to come back and, you know, really start grooming him. And it just, I want to be able to see some kind of plan. That's why I want to know what the hell the plan is. Yes. No, I, I, I completely agree. You know, whether it's, it is Jacob Eason, the long-term plans, or whether it, we are trading for somebody, you know, trading or acquiring a free agent who has, you know, uh, who is on the young side, and there is some longevity perhaps to, you you know, know, or to like them. Or like a quarterback coming off a major injury who was franchise tagged by his team last year, doesn't want to get franchise tagged this year. <laughs> yeah, I might have somebody in mind. Who knows? <laughs> uh, no, I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, and I, I do want to, like, address a lot of those possibilities because, I you know, before – because at the end of this episode, myself and Brandon are going to give, like, a top five list of who we – I think more so who we want in a realistic expectation to start next year as quarterback one. But – uh, let's start off with the Deshaun Watson rumors because those are heating up. Um, and, and there's a lot. Of, it's hot. It's spicy down there in Houston right now. He apparently he does. I don't know if it's getting blown out of proportion, but apparently he wants nothing to do with the Houston Texans, uh, which is uh, which just reminded me that Ibra flew an <laughs> interview with the Texans. <laughs> and I hope he doesn't get the job. I hope we maintain everybody. Um, um, I'm, I'm, I have internal, uh, actually knowledge that Eber Flus went in there to spy a little bit, okay. saw what they would want for Deshaun Watson. And, uh, yeah, that's what we're, we're actually going to get Deshaun Watson guys. Oh, pop that champagne. Oh, so you yeah. mean like when the, Bills, when, <laughs> when the Bills signed, uh, Ch- uh, Chad Kelly and got all the intel oh, yeah. and, and beat us in the, yeah, I know. Fast. All Jerks. right. Jerks. The worst, the worst. But yeah, oh, there's a lot of people who legitimately think that Deshaun Watson is going the, the Houston Texans who have to play the Colts not once, but twice every single season. Think that Deshaun Watson is going to the Houston is going to ship Deshaun Watson to a divisional rival. Uh, I mean, the only way that we'd be able to, to trade for Deshaun Watson is if we were to able to trade ourselves out of the conference to the NFC, uh, maybe give them the, the, the ghosts of Peyton Manning and Andrew Locke. Uh, maybe 10% stake in the company. Also, <laughs> our next 
10 our first round draft picks for the next 10 years the only way we're getting to sean watson so people just shut up it's not gonna happen stop it there's there's no way you know and, and people you know and i wanted to bring this up too because there, it's it wouldn't be the first time that an interdivisional trade has happened again being in buffalo the patriots traded drew bledsoe to the buffalo bills in 2001 you know why the bill uh, why the patriots did that because they had their guy of the future and they gave the Bills, the leftover scraps, who they seen, they didn't see a bright future of. All right, Houston is not going to trade trade somebody who's going to help the Colts, who they think is going yeah. to help the Colts, which he would for a uh, long time. For a long time. <laughs> We're talking at least ten years right? if him in his prime. At least twenty seventeen draft class. All right, he's still fresh. It's not going to happen. It's just not. You know, if it were to happen, the Colts would have to give up a lot of. Cat, a lot of picks you're talking probably you're probably talking two to three first rounders which that's at least at least three first rounders at least you're probably talking some backgrounders too okay some second sure. third fourth you very well could be looking at that you also might be looking at giving up a player <laughs> there's a very realistic chat that it could be player for player and you know the equivalent of a deshaun watson would be a deforest buckner <laughs> or yep. you know, or uh, Jonathan Taylor, and obviously those are things uh, we cannot do. Quentin Nelson, uh, yeah. Darius Leonard, and some picks on top of that. Yeah, you know, it's you're talking about a franchise quarterback who's in his prime, will be in his prime for the next ten years. It's going to be the cornerstone of your franchise. They're not going to give that to the team that's been kicking their butts for so long. They've been going back and forth, pretty much the biggest rival. Yeah, hey, here is you know a generational talent. Have fun with them. We don't want them anymore more not gonna happen <laughs> no so i think that needs to be like if if it does happen and ballard gets one heck of a deal out of it i will be the first one to come on the show and 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 be like yo i was dead wrong you should never listen to us again but i i just i don't think that I, and i will if it does happen I, I will be the first one i will i will have a special episode where i apologize to each and every one of our listeners <laughs> but um for the sake of i i it's 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 just it's it's crazy. It's ludicrous. If somehow Ballard were to you know finagle that thing, I think they should put his his statue in front of every Colts fans' homes <laughs> ever, I everywhere. Uh, we all need to have like you know cuddle session with Ballard once a week. Um, <laughs> you know maybe bring the Jergens because he, he deserves it. If he was able to do something like that, because there. <laughs> No, sorry, he's great, but he's not, no, there's no chance if they're that dumb. If Bill O'Brien was still there, maybe, maybe it could happen, but well, he's not there anymore. So we could have <laughs> traded if if Bill O'Brien was still there, we could have traded a seventh round pick at Jacoby Brissett for Deshaun Watson easily, easily. We'd even toss him Lavravian Clark just for for, for giving. Yeah, they could have. <laughs> they could have had him too. Uh, <laughs> most certainly, so, so th- that's going to be a story to, to keep our eyes on, you know, as this unfolds, because it doesn't sound like it's going anywhere good. But alas, we don't think the Colts are are going to be a destination. The other one that I want, uh, another another one, another potential candidate that I wanted to uh, acknowledge is Carson Wentz. Uh, no, we do not speak about that on nope. this show because you know we don't want that to <laughs> be spoken into existence. No, so we'll, we'll call him Warson Warson Kentz. This is his name on this show. Warson, Warson Kentz. Okay. Well, earlier this week, unless you've been living under a rock or you only follow the Indianapolis Colts, you might be aware that Doug Peterson was released, fired, canned, 
mollywopped from the Philadelphia Eagles, the team he just won a Super Bowl with three years prior. And that is allegedly because that the owner selected Carson Wentz, Warson Kentz, excuse me, over Doug Peterson. <laughs> Doug Peterson didn't want Warson Kentz to start. He wanted to go the he wanted to go the Jalen Hurts route. And Jeff Laurie or whatever, the owner Jeff Laurie, the owner, um, was like, No, sorry, QB, it's easier to get rid of you than it is a quarterback. <laughs> so I think that and there's still a, a lot of people who believe that Carson Wentz can be the guy. Uh, actually, uh, we can talk, we can call him Carson Wentz now. I just got a bleach report update as you were speaking Really, that Philadelphia, they're looking at head coaching candidates that are determined to fix Carson Wentz. Mm. So chalk it up. He won't be a Colt. Thank God. Hallelujah. All right. Yeah, cool. The, Carson Wentz, you're back in my good graces. They're interviewing, uh, Josh McDaniels actually. So I want to get too, I want to get too wow. confident. He could be like, yeah, I got this. And then two days later, like, nah, I don't got this. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got this. But if there is anybody who can do it, uh, it would be a Josh McDaniels if if he commits to it. Uh, yeah, we did some film study on, on my other football show, the Two Point Conversation, and, and on Carson Wentz from this past year. And just watching him set, like, just kind of, get progressively like worse he's not like everyone's like we want mobile quarterbacks and Carson Wentz can't throw on the run (laughs) (laughs) he can't throw on the run and and he's a hit away from being in a full body cast all right I I just like I I I don't want that I don't want that contract first and foremost and in the year where we're that you know what 60 75 4 million dollar whatever we got wherever Indianapolis has going forward in 2021 where I don't want Carson a guy like Carson Wentz who has not won a Super Bowl. He has yeah. not won a Super Bowl. Sorry. Uh, I mean, technically, he has a ring, but... He didn't play in the game. Yeah. We all know who did. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name on here, but we all know. And and, and that might that was something we brought up, too. How how bothersome it must have been to show up uh, <laughs> to work every day and have to see the statue of Nick Foles <laughs> and Doug Peterson out in front of the stadium and just be like... Uh, that was my team. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Dude, such a slap in the face. And now Pearson's gone. Foles is gone. He still has to see that statue every day. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> like, psychologically, the man's broken. I, Absolutely I think, broken. I think he still, you know, has the talent, but there's something mentally off with him. And there, you can do all sorts of case studies. There's a lot of stuff. I think the statue thing might play a part in it. Them drafting Jalen Hurts might play a part in it. But mechanically, psychologically, something's off, and that's not something Frank Reich. Could Frank Reich be the guy to save him? Absolutely, but I, I think there's just too much risk involved, especially for a, an injury-prone quarterback like him. With that contract, yeah, yeah, playing scared, hurt, seeing ghosts. It's it's not the right fit for us. We're ready to win the Super Bowl, right? He's not sure. ready for that. He needs a project. I don't want a damn project. All right. Yeah, tired of projects. Tired of projects. Yep. Uh, you acknowledge somebody. You made mention of a guy who's coming off of an injury, who uh, mm-hmm. who played, and you know who played for the da- for them boys, Dallas Cowboys. Dak Honestly, in a perfect world, he would be the guy. I mean, I was watching tape of him. There's a thread of his throws, but you know, before he got hurt, and man, what he was doing with that ball was just insane. He, you know, you put our offensive line in front of him. Ugh. He does not get enough credit. All right, I'll be. I am not one of these Dak Prescott uh, haters. All right, it, you know, wins are a team thing. Dak Prescott yep. puts up the numbers to put your team in a position to win. 
All right. It, before this year, he was having four or 500 yard game season before he got hurt four or 500 yard games, you know, like nothing. like they were going out of style like yeah. literally like it was nothing oh another another 500 yards another 400 yards for Dak yeah. I mean he had a ton of weapons around him but he was literally putting that team on his back and bad offensive line killing it bad defense but yeah he had to go no run mile. game at the time no he was killing it and then unfortunately he got hurt and you know Jerry Rohn didn't want to pay that man franchise tag him didn't want to pay that man or he didn't want to you know accept what they were willing to pay him maybe just maybe they see him get hurt. Okay. They've got a nice pick. Okay. Wanna know what? We're we're good, Dak. Going out to Indy. See what you got. Yeah. I mean, well, he's technically a free agent this year. Yeah, he is a free agent. My worrisome about Dak, and 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 I, you know, I, it sounds like you and I are on the same page. I would love to have Dak Prescott. I think he could be the guy. But his asking price, what he's looking for, um, I think is gonna be the ultimate hindrance. When if 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 this is even a, a rational possibility, um, you know he did turn down contract offers from Dallas for a, a, a reportedly forty million dollars. Yeah, because he wanted more. Maybe it was more guaranteed. Maybe it was more longevity. Um, and right now the Colts are not in that kind of cap space position to be able to sign a guy like that. Actually, we are. You think so? We we can sign him. We have, I, I saw something online where we can sign him. We can literally sign him twice with this asking price and still have some money left over. Oh, really? Um, dude, I mean, look what Kansas City's doing with their cap. You know, we get their numbers, guy. I, I don't know how they're paying, <laughs> you know, uh, the Rams Thomas. Too. Yeah, the yeah, Rams. The Rams too. Get, get the, their, their numbers, guy. Let's just make it work. We can make it work. No problem. Come All on. Right. Come on over to Indy. Dak. We I, like I, you. I wouldn't hate it. Um, I, I certainly wouldn't. It uh, it definitely like I said, it, I think it's going to be up to Dak because he is a, he he's set to be a free agent this year. Uh, the the Cowboys might try. If I was Dak, I would try to get out of Dallas. I really would. Um, because it, I mean, yeah, they they heated up towards the end, but it's just a messy situation right now. And Jerry Jones is the biggest thing in front, standing in front of Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. I would not want to be a Dallas Cowboy. Uh. And there, I mean, there's several others, of course. We talked a little bit about Easton. Um, I mean, I guess we can explore the possibility of Philip, yeah, man. Philip Rivers. Let's go top five. Let's just Let's do, do it. it. Let's go right into it. Yeah, we're getting towards the end of the show anyways. So, um, so yes, just so we'll start off with you. Uh, say you're number five. And, um, yeah, just a, just a reason we'll go back and forth, back and forth. Uh, number five is because it's probably my least likely of my five scenarios to happen. Um Justin Fields, if the Jets are really going to be serious with keeping Sam Darnold, like I've heard, you know, uh, Salah, Salah, their tremendous head coach that they just got from uh, from San Francisco, says he wants to keep Sam Darnold. Well, last time we traded with the Jets, they got Sam Darnold. We got Quentin Nelson. How about we trade with you guys? I'm willing to kind of go out on a, on a limb, give them a bunch of picks to trade up for the number two pick. I okay. saw Justin Fields play against Clemson. Uh, I saw how he just willed himself to play against Alabama. I mean, he was broken. Everyone saw that he was hurt bad, but he still went out there and, and gave it his all. I would like to have Justin Fields on our team. I know, okay. you know, rookie, giving the 16-year-old kids, uh, or kid Keith a Lambo and everything, but this kid's good. I saw him. I like him a lot. I would like to have him. Okay. So, all right. So, yeah, Justin Fields, your QB1 pick. Um, at number five, I went, I still went the Jets route. Um, 
this one, according to reports, might be least likely. We don't know what Robert Salah is uh, is plans are as far as what he's going to do. It, you know, there there are some rumors about them keeping Sam Darnold, but um, as my QB one, like I'm nervous about it. But if he pay, like I think Sam Darnold is so so underappreciated. I really, truly do. I think he was yep. dealt the bad yep. hand like a lot of rookie quarterbacks are. Highly touted quarterbacks go to the worst teams with the worst front offices, the worst rosters, the worst coaches. Sam Donald has happened to go to one of the worst ones uh, yes. <laughs> of, his, of, of his draft class. Of our and, generation. Of yeah. our generation. <laughs> you know, and and it's kind of, you know, it's, it's unfortunately, it's, it's you know, I, I've seen him play. I watched him. I think they played Denver, and this dude, He's like, okay, I, my receivers can't get open. He went out there and played his heart out. All right, he, yep. t- he took off like a huge touchdown run, and I'm like, this guy's a gamer. He's, he's a gamer, good, he and he's mobile. Good. Absolutely. You put an offensive line around him, and you give him Some the weapons, weapons that the Colts have. I'd be comf- I'd be sort. This is why he's my number five. But I'd be semi comfortable with Sam Darnold. All right, he'd probably. I'm a little one. more comfortable. Because okay. he was my number four. Oh, he was my number four. Okay. Yeah. I think Sam Darnold will be fantastic in white and blue. And if they decide to, hey, no, we want to go get Justin Fields or, you know, one of those rookie quarterbacks, please give us Sam Darnold. I think he'd do fantastic things in Indy. I really do. I, yeah. I mean, he gives that mobile part. I mean, he is he a project? Absolutely. But he's a cheap project, unless, unlike yep. a Carson Wentz, who would be a very expensive project. And Sam Darnold. Like, absolutely. Yeah, I, I I love Sam Darnold, you know, and I, I think, he, you know, he's got the mobility. He has a cannon, and he's not too, you know, we've seen what he can do. Last year when he had some help around him, 2019 season, he came back from seeing ghosts, and they went on like a five- or six-game run, with it, including beating the Cowboys and finishing off with a ton of wins. Then they won like seven, six or seven straight, and they finished like seven, nine, some kind of crazy statistic like that, and you're not getting that without, you know, the Jets weren't getting that yeah. without a guy like Sam Darnold under center. And you so. want, it's the, it's the Gase effect. Look at Tannehill in Tennessee now after he yeah. got away from Adam Gase. Look at that whole Miami team after they got away from uh, Adam Gase. You ain't kidding. You, you, put, you put anyone with Adam Gase, he's toxic. You take him away from Adam Gase, they ball out. You just want, you know, Sam Darnold to ball out with us instead of balling out with the Jets and Salah this year. So yeah. come on down to Indy too. We'll I'm, take I'm here for it. All right, sure. my number four. Now, my next two are definitely a little outside the box. All right, four has been talked about a little bit more so than other people. I'm going to go Matt Ryan. All right. If Phillip Rivers retires, you're going to want a guy who's a short-term guy. And Matt Ryan's not old by any means. Um, He's older. He's definitely older. But, you know, if... If Philip Rivers retires, you're going to want a proven vet to come into this team. Have to learn the offense a little bit, but he's competent, and you'll have more consistent help than he's had. He'll actually have a defense. I like the idea of Matt Ryan being in a Colts uniform next year. Atlanta, we all know they are go- they are a team. They just hired their uh, Arthur Smith, the former, uh, now former Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator. He is their next head coach. They don't have a general manager yet. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. Um, I could be mistaken on that. But they have a lot of things to figure out. Their cap space, it stinks. Their draft capital is not all that great. They really have to break this team down in order to rebuild it. I don't think it's something you're going to just be able to patch up. 
And while that's like a huge undertaking, you know, for you never want to be the regime that comes in and, and moves away from a, a star like a Matt Ryan. And, and I don't know. There's a lot of Atlanta fans who are just like, they're done with him. But I'm just like, man, he was like top three in every single quarterback statistic, every good quarterback statistic in the last 10 years. He put up like 55,000 passing yards or something like that. This last decade, probably a little bit more. Like Matt Ryan's good, very good. And, you know, like I said, if Phil Rivers doesn't pan out, you bring him in. You, you sign him on like a one, two-year deal. Well, I'm not sure what's left on his contract, but I think, it's, I think it's relatively fair to do. But you bring him in. If, if Eason's the guy, you make the transition eventually. But if he's not, and Matt Ryan's playing really well into his old age, you know, we might see ourselves in the same problem in a couple of years. But I, I, I would feel comfortable with Matt Ryan as my, uh, as my QB1 heading into 2021. Well, unfortunately for me, uh, Matt Ryan was my QB1 in my fantasy league this year. And uh, no bueno. Not no good. bueno for me. I mean, oh, come good. on. He didn't have a running game. Not good. He didn't have a defense. He didn't have an arm. He doesn't know how to throw the ball deep anymore. I don't know if there's you know, injury problems or maybe he's just getting weaker, but good old Matt Noodle Arm Ryan better not be on the Colts. I would not be happy. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Not be happy. Fair enough. What's I have your... another Matt as my number three. Good old Matty, Matthew Stafford. Okay. He's a guy that can still sling it. You know, I watched him in that Kansas City game and uh, last year. And he's just, he has that killer instinct. And, you know, again, he has been plagued by having a horrible franchise around him. Detroit's never had a running game. I mean, they got lucky, you know, having some great wide receivers, all world wide receiver in Calvin Johnson, Stafford with a monster arm. Uh, Matt Patricia is probably one of the worst coaches I've ever seen coach a game before. Yeah. It comes up that Belichick tree where, you know, as soon as they get away from, you know, Papa Belichick, they forget how to coach. Yeah. Um, I think Stafford still has at least five more good years left. I would love to see him finish that out in Indy and, you know, get behind our offensive line, get a running game behind him, let him just open it on up. Reich and him, I think, could do some great things together. And he gives us just another five years of trying to trying to win a Super Bowl. And I think that's what he wants. That's what we want. I think it would be great. I just don't know what we would have to give up in order to get him which is yeah. why he's you know number three and not number one for me okay um but you know if it was like a third round pick for matthew stafford second round pick for matthew stafford put the chips in yes he's the piece that would get us to the super bowl no I, I i don't disagree with that at all he does make my list he's not at number three though my number three is, is probably the most outside the box one you're, you're gonna hear uh all right hear me out <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting down <laughs> yeah, take a seat. Derek Carr. Mm, I'm not mad. I'm not okay. mad. All right. I think Derek Carr is a fantastic quarterback. And he is a guy who I don't think we've seen his ceiling yet. All right. We all know the Raiders are who we think they are. All right. The Raiders are <laughs> not are. have not been a very great team. And and granted, Derek Carr is not a, the perfect quarterback. Nope. Um, he's been hurt some years. He's played hurt. You know, and but he he does really like exceptionally well. And I don't think it's too far fetched that John Gruden, you know, I, I think he likes Derek Carr. He's got a weird, you know, uh, thing for Nathan Peterman and maybe Marcus Mariota. 
But Derek Carr, I think, is a very light cap hit against the Raiders this upcoming uh, this upcoming season. And if if the Raiders want to, uh, which I think next year, if it doesn't pan out with Gruden, it's never going to pan out. But if they want things to pan out, if they want to finally crack that postseason thing, they, they got to do something that's a little drastic. And while like a good quarterback is hard to come by, uh, and maybe Mariota does really well with Gruden uh, with a full off season. Uh, if they decide to go that route, I think he might be a free this year too. I, I'm not certainly sure. Not, not that I want him sure. or anything, yeah. but I, I think Derek Carr would play very, very well in, uh, in Indianapolis with a coach like Frank Reich, who is a quarterback guru with the offensive line to protect him. He's still a little bit mobile with a solid, consistent run game. The wide receivers, like you, they took his wide receivers are this year were a lot better than they were in recent memory. But, you know, they, they took away Amari Cooper from him. They took away a lot of pieces down and down a in lot with the a Raiders from pieces. him. And he still performs well. I, I think he's every year he's played a full 16 games or something like that. He's hit. He's eclipsed 4000 yards. All right. I had him as my fantasy quarterback this year. I drafted him in the 13th round as my QB one. And he he balled out every single week. And while fantasy points are not the ultimate measure of success. Uh, I think Derek Carr has a lot more to offer the NFL, and he's somebody who I would not hate to see. I would trust him as QB1 in 2021. He sold me on it. Absolutely sold me on it. I would take him in a heartbeat. You know, I think he, he's young, definitely young enough to where we could build our future with him. Also, not expensive as to where it didn't work. We can cut bait and right. not really, really feel like we gave up too much. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would be more than willing to see what Carr had left on to see if he can do something. Sweetness. Sweetness. You're uh your number two. Nice. <laughs> you cut out for a second. You cut out for a second. Uh so. my number two. Well, they probably you know, felt my intense boiling from my from my <laughs> stomach about what I'm gonna say about my number two. Tom Brady. Old man rivers, man. <laughs> Old man rivers. I didn't think I'd say it this year because I started off the year, man. Why did we get this guy i wanted someone young he throws the ball so funny but what he did with our team the the way that he you know could actually put the ball where no one else can get it with that weird sidearm throwing motion is i felt like there's some unfinished business left for him in indy i did not like the way that we lost to the bills uh, i'll be the first one to say that i think that we were the better team we should have won um i he, still he tends to leave yeah. maybe I think yeah, even yeah, watching yeah. their game against Baltimore, that the Colts were still the better. Yes, <laughs> my God! Imagine if we played the the Ravens, we would have we'd be playing <laughs> Kansas City next week. Um, I honestly think that you know, sometimes he leaves some some yards out there on the field. He doesn't have the deep ball there anymore, which stinks. I really want someone that can get the make all the throws, and he can't. He's just not at that type of stage of his career anymore. But damn it, the leadership he showed, uh, the heart that he showed. I mean, we had some ugly Phil Rivers moments, but not nearly as many as we thought we'd be getting, you know, going into the season. Oh, he's going to throw 20 picks and, you know, he's horrible, horrible, horrible. No, he was a, he was great. He was a great quarterback for us. And we'd be lucky to have him back next year if he wanted to come back and we, you know, didn't have a better option. Right. No, most certainly. Uh, I, obviously, he's pro- he's on my list. So I'm going to give a little bit further um, my thoughts on that. Uh, when that happens, but my number two for this one is Matthew Stafford. My my number two for this is Matthew Stafford. I've been watching a lot of Matthew Stafford, just clips and stuff, and I feel like he he brings that love for football that Philip Rivers has in a younger body, 
might be a little bit more broken down than than Philo. Just a little bit more. He's had injuries, but we all know what he's dealt with in Detroit. Um, yeah, he, he's mobile. He's fun. He's not afraid to take chances. Big uh, ass arm, man. Big ass arm. Huge uh, he arm. can make every throw with great I accuracy at that too. Yes, you know, yes. And, and I look at him the same way I look at like what Andrew Luck was doing a couple years ago. And, and by no means am I saying that Matthew Stafford and Andrew Luck are the same quarterback, but look at how far Golden Tate has fallen off being away from Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford. He was a QB one when Calvin Johnson retired. Since then, Golden Tate has been hot. It's been bounced around between. He couldn't do anything in Philadelphia. He certainly wasn't anything significant in, um, New in New York, this these past yep. you know year. And, and he doesn't even like to be there. Like he's complaining and stuff <laughs> like, Matthew Stafford is, and there's been other talents too, like Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones and stuff like that. They've, you know, guys who are not household names by any means, but Stafford still made them relevant. Uh, I mean, when your run game consists of Amir Abdullah, <laughs> it, it kind of makes sense. Theo, that, hey, Theo Riddick. Theo Riddick. And, like, and your uh, tight the end ghost of Reggie good. Bush. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and like he's dealt with, he went through a, fra- a phase with Ebron where Ebron couldn't catch anything. <laughs> You know what I mean? And how many coaches has he had? You know, it's just give this man some stability, give him a a clean pocket, give him a running game, give him a defense. It's not going to have, you know, people score 30 points a game against him. Yeah. And I'm telling you, we could win the Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford. I I don't disagree at all. I don't disagree. I'm very curious as to what the Colts would have to give up. And then it's just saying, too, good. If Detroit is want, wants to give him up, but there was a lot of like signs, a lot of people saying like at the end for the Lions last game, they're like, oh, uh, the commentators could be the last time we see Matthew Stafford in a Lions jersey. And I'm just like, where did that come from? But allegedly, well, this is a thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he doesn't want to be part of another rebuilding project. You know, here yeah. comes another coach. You know, he's he's, I think, 33 years old now. He, he got drafted. Oh, nine. So he's been around 11 years. So. Yeah, 33, maybe 34. So, well, because I think I saw Andrew Luck's 32, he's 33. It's like, all right, well, not far off age wise. Yeah. Um, but you know, and he was hurt the last the last game of the year. He was hurt, injured. He could have sat down and not played. He said, no, screw that. I'm going out and play with my guys. That's the kind of quarterback I want. You know, like he doesn't care. They're playing for nothing. They had nothing to play for. Yet I'm going to go out there. I'm going to play with my guys, and I'm going to ball out because. That's what I am. I'm a quarterback. And yep. Again, he only heart reason he's soul. not my number one pick. Absolutely. That's so much heart. So he, much could, soul. he could come in. He can come into the Colts locker room this year and be like, if River, they decide to move on from Rivers, if Rivers retires, he can come into this locker room right now. And, and I don't think they miss a beat as far as leadership and, uh, you know, a, a guy who cares about the team as much as a guy like Matthew Stafford does. Yep. Accountability, heart, determination. He's going to be that guy. And I just, Hopefully we don't have to give up too much to get him, but if Detroit wants to go younger and, you know, get a quarterback in round one and build that guy on up and Stafford doesn't want to be part of that, please send him over to us. We'll take good care of him. Seriously. We, we would, uh, you know, it just, pop- the video just popped up um, on my Twitter yesterday. Yeah. I forgot which game it was, but he got hit hard, landed on his shoulder. He stood, he was down yes. on the ground for a second. He got up and he went to go play. Like they pulled, I think they pulled him off the field for a play and then he went back in and went and scored a touchdown. And I was just like, 
and it was like the one of the it was like a one shot. It was all like a one shot. It was like yep. the opening cr- opening Star Wars Episode Three scene where they just followed the Air, <laughs> the Jedi starfighters around. It was just a one shot of him just being like, no, 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 F- you know, f this. F- I'm, I'm going it. in there. Yeah, I gotta play. And I, I I'm very hopeful that the Colts get an opportunity for him. Like I'm, he's my number two for, and if, if rivers obviously retired, uh, spoiler alert, if rivers retires. He's obviously my number one choice, but he's there for a good reason. He's there for a good reason. So that is my number two. All right. Well, you already spoiled it with your number one. Go in. Why is Phil rivers? Your number one. Um, consistency. Uh, yep. We talked about it at the top of the show about how we're tired of the quarterback carousel. This team is, it's been four, five years since this team has had a, 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 a starter come in, start two years in a row, and have consistency. All right. We know that Phillip Rivers is on his last leg. We, we acknowledge that when, when the Colts signed him last year, but he still played really good. He knows this offense well. And the more time it took him, it took a little bit longer than we would have liked, uh, but it happened across the board for a lot of teams. All right. With the COVID year, no OTAs. I think if Phillip Rivers is all in, all invested on this Colts team this year, we are off to a much quicker start. The Colts are, uh, you know, his stats aren't a big stat for me, but I think his stats would look reflect a lot better. I really do. Um and I, I just think that, you know, and plus you got all the young talent around him too. Uh, what a perfect mind to have. Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, uh, you know, and I still consider Hines young. I, I'm not sure of his age, but I'm pretty yep. sure he's a young no, he's fella. So young. And, yep. and, you know, Zachary Paschal, who's he's been around seemingly forever, but I don't know his age. Uh, you know, <laughs> Jack Doyle and, and Mo Alley Cox. And these are all like young guys uh, in, who are the foundation of this team. And I feel like if you take away consistency right this year, you're hurting the team in the long run. And, and obviously, this, these are very, very selfish reasons, possibly. Right, Philip Rivers has to 100% know that he wants to come back in 2021. Chris Ballard has to measure out all of his options. You know, you could rip the Band-Aid off now and, and, and go to another guy and, and hope it works out for the best. But I still think that the way that Philip Rivers came into this year, commanded the offense, uh, helped out these young guys. And like, if you give him a year with, with Jacob Easton, if Ballard is comfortable enough making him quarterback too, you give him, you know, Easton a year behind Phillip Rivers, you're golden. You're set. You're probably set for the long term. You're probably are. And you don't have to give up anything, which is huge. Yes, that is the most important thing. You know, our draft capital has been one of Chris Ballard's biggest allies. And, you know, throughout his tenure, his ability to, to utilize and and wisely use draft capital, you know, uh, DeForest Buckner. Everyone's like, oh, first round pick, giving it up. Yo, that was one of the best first round picks the Colts have had in a long time, uh, in a yes. very long time. Uh, and I think the Phil Rivers option, it keeps them, you know, they have the cap space. He's going to come in for a fair price. He might come in for a 25. Uh, he might come Hopefully in for be a less than that. Hopefully less than that. I, I I think like a 20 with maybe incentive. He might be too old for incentives, but I wouldn't hate like a 20,000, 21,000. Uh, it should be 21 million. All guaranteed. All yep. guaranteed with incentives to, you know, hey, you get us to this point, you get this. Um, with some extra things, I think it would be phenomenal. And and yeah, you're, the future still, you know, it, it still looks promising because Eason is 
developed. And like, like I said, going back to our cap space situation, Quentin Nelson's going to need an extension next year. Darius Leonard extension next year. Uh, you have the cap space to do something with a guy this year. And I, I think this Rivers makes yep. the, the, the most sense with it. In the next couple of years, you're not going to be able to feel that. So you you want to go in. Uh, you want Easton to develop under a guy like Rivers. You don't want to throw it Rivers or Easton out there to the Wolves, um, you know, next season. Because even still, that's that's still uncertain. You just want – I think Rivers is the glue that holds this whole team together uh, right now, at least for going forward. I really do. Uh, this It's so weird, this random, uh, you know, quarter – this great quarterback on a one-year contract is, you know, his – how much I think this team depends on him um, for their long-term success. Uh, it's, it's the most draft capital-friendly deal and I think salary cap-friendly deal um, that the Colts could pursue uh, this offseason. You're right. Um, you're probably right. And I, honestly, I think that's the most realistic thing out of all these choices. I really do think that Bill Rivers is coming back next year. That's the route that we're going to go. Unfortunately for our future, you know, if Easton's not the guy, it's kind of just wasting up space. So my number one pick is a guy that I know can come on in here, lead our future for the next 10 years, uh, be the guy, and you know, it's going to take a pretty penny to try and sign him away. But Dakota Prescott, if we can see him in blue and white, I'd it. be so thrilled. He would honestly, our future would be set. We'd be dueling with, you know, the Baker Mayfields, the Josh Allen, the Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes in the AFC for the next 10 years. I agree. You know, they've got young guns. We need our own. And Dakota Prescott is that young gun. I, if we can sign him, show him all the money in the world that he wants, that he needs, you know, we can make it happen by still in still resign Darius Leonard, Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith. I think he's coming up soon too. Uh, Hines you got a lot of pieces, but man, those pieces look great with their our deck Prescott underneath the, the helm. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I, I, I made my case earlier for it. We both kind of made our case earlier for why it would be a good thing because I, I, I do. I think he's a fantastic quarterback. And, you know, I think if Dallas lets him walk, it's a, another huge mistake. But Dallas Cowboys yep. are not my issue. All right. That, that, that's that I don't have to deal with being a Dallas Cowboys fan. And, um, you know, I, I think Dak deserves a pretty penny. I, I really, truly do. I hope this injury does not root has not set him back. You know, he seems to be pretty mobile. He seems to be in pretty good spirits, but you're probably right. Um, you know, as far as what Dak can offer this league, this team on, on a, you know, just on a good foundation. On a good foundation. Yeah. Dallas, like 2016 is still like an uh, anomaly to me um, for how good da that Dallas Cowboys team was with just Zeke at, you know, Zeke at running back and Dak at at quarterback and how far that team went. They should have been, it should have been them in the Super Bowl and honestly should have. Um, yeah. But they fell to Green Bay and then Atlanta went all the way. And, but, you know, how quickly that team has fallen off. And I don't know what, Dallas's plan is they don't seem to have a rebuilding plan it's much it's more like throwing it's like you it's like duct taping over a pothole in the middle of a road all right <laughs> it's like oh it looks good but <laughs> yep. there's there's deeper problems in this so no, Jerry Jones cannot be trusted with the franchise that's that's just what this last couple of years have showed us last 20 years you, you literally got rid of your <laughs> <Super Bowl, laughs> two-time Super Bowl winning coach because you're a chooch. Um, 
<laughs> but no, I, I agree. I think that, you know, I think the quarterback, if, if Ballard can get all the other pieces, right, you know, resign the, the right pieces, you know, and we'll, we'll definitely talk about that next week. I'm not going to lie to you. We'll definitely talk about the next week, get those right pieces. And you nail a quarterback, this team, like I'm optimistic for it. I'm optimistic for 2021. This is the most optimistic I've ever been at the conclusion of a cold season, at least in a long time. Um, you get that quarterback position, right? This is a Super Bowl team. It's honestly, it was a Super Bowl team this year. It was a Super Bowl yeah, team this year. Freaking Bills. Those, those freaking Bills. Those damn Bills. Damn but damn Bills. <laughs> the worst. But all right. <laughs> you know, I do too. Uh, they're right up there with the New England Patriots over the last 20 years. <laughs> they're right up there. They're like neck and neck right now. Next oh, to their fans are so annoying. <laughs> so annoying. I just talked to a Colts fan in a Colts group yesterday from Amherst, and he's like, uh, and they're like, oh, we should, you know, somebody posted in this Colts group, hey, we should root for the Bills to win the Super Bowl. That would be cool, right? And this guy is like, I live in Buffalo. I will not root for the Bills because their fans are <laughs> awful. And awful. They're, they're, they're good to their team. Like, I'm not going to discredit that. They're very good to their team. If you play well for their team, you will be heralded forever. Like, if Josh Allen wins the Super Bowl this year, there's probably going to be a statue in front of, of Bill Stadium or whatever else it becomes. No, they're going to name Buffalo Allentown. That's exactly what they're going to well, do. Well, they already named – yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're probably right. They already changed all the signs at Allentown to Josh Allentown. Um, but, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, I, I take my experiences at Lucas Oil Stadium. You've been there how many times? Once, twice? Zero. Zero. To- I have yet to travel back to the Mecca. No. This is the – well, this was going to be the year, but – I thought you thanks, went there COVID. before. Mm-mm. Never. Not oh, once. my God. I really thought you went there before. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to have to go next year. Yeah, want to well, go? We got to make a road trip? Hey, I, we're absolutely doing it. Okay, good. 100% going to go see the Colts play at the Mecca as long as COVID kind of helps and goes away. Yeah, Please. hopefully. Away. Fingers crossed. COVID. My wife won't go with Wash me. your hands and wear <laughs> your damn mask, everybody. Um. <laughs> uh, but like I, I went to a Colts game a couple years ago, 2018, the first time I went there, and it was a breath of fresh air to see just how football fans, like in my opinion, can be. You know, there was plenty of Tennessee Titans fans walking. I might have told the story last week, but uh, like Tennessee Titans fans walking around and, and cheering and being loud and proud for the team, and nobody's fighting. I'm just like, I love this place. <laughs> I, I want to move. I want to move to Indianapolis now so I can enjoy football and, and around normal people. But normal people, normal people. But that's that's the price. Not, you, you know, getting sprayed with mustard and ketchup and throwing yourself into a flame table and oh god, I hate those. Uh, the clout, brother. <laughs> but <laughs> but that is that, everybody. That is episode two of Colts fans in Bills Land. Brandon, is there anything you want to add before we close up today? Go Chiefs or Browns, <laughs> whoever. Yeah, and if those don't work, go NFC. Whoever wins that one. Um, yeah, we uh, we have a lot, a few more weeks of football left to go. But I am excited. Next week we'll be back with you. We're gonna explore free agency, uh, and I'm really excited to get into that with Brandon. So, uh, till next time, our hashtag Colts Army. Uh, stand up to your suppressors in the hashtag Bills Mafia. <laughs> And or oppressors, suppress oppressors, oppressors, oppressors. oppressors. yeah, suppressors, also suppressors, but you know, (laughs) sucking on these. (laughs) And uh, go Colts, everybody.
down. Get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys. Here's the situation. Two minutes left. Zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. We got to drive 75 yards. All right. We can do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick. Did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify? So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready, set. Mother f- Delay of game. Offense.